This was a hard pill for me to swallow. I was thinking in the early stages how I couldn't wait till my business felt easy. I was like, I can't wait till this gets easier. This has to get easier, right? But if you keep growing and if you keep pushing yourself to get better, you are always going to be challenged. And by the way, there's no such thing as really just staying the same. You're either growing or you're shrinking, especially when it comes to business. Welcome to the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I'm your host, Marie Wold, business mentor, social media and sales expert, and lifestyle entrepreneur committed to educating and empowering women to build the lives and businesses of their dreams. Each week, my guests and I are proving that with hard work and the right mindset, absolutely anything is possible. We are here to bring you not just inspiration, but also actionable takeaways that you can use to create a life you love right now. We are also talking all things entrepreneurship and personal development, including wellness, social media, confidence, sales, business strategy, mindset, wealth building, and so much more. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I am so excited to have you here, and I am also so grateful for the amazing response we have gotten to the podcast being back. Last episode, number 83, was our first weekly episode and our first episode where we are fully 100% back full ass, not half ass all the way in. And I have loved seeing you guys sharing screenshots on your stories, DMing me your takeaways, commenting about how much you've loved the episode. All of your new reviews are just warming my heart. So thank you so, so much for your excitement with the podcast being back. I'm glad you loved the mindset chat in the last episode. And we have something a little bit similar today. Today's topic is the three things nobody tells you about becoming successful. And these are things that I have had to learn the hard way. I guess these are things that I wasn't necessarily expecting because people tend to just portray success on the outside as life is good. Everything is easy. I have no problems. And that's not quite the case. And you don't necessarily ever feel like you've made it. Granted, I have so much more growth to do, so much bigger goals I am chasing. And I am really excited for all of those things. I'm only I'm about to turn 26. I'm turning 26 the week of this podcast going live. So I'm still a a young gun. I am still a spring chicken. And I realize I absolutely do not know everything. I realize that I have so much more success coming my way. But I also am doing pretty well for myself at 25 years old and have also had a lot of success in my short life. So I'm really excited to dive into that topic really quick before we get there. I wanted to remind you guys that we are, number one, currently running a giveaway and we have five winners, including the grand prize winner getting Apple AirPods. So that is to celebrate the podcast being back. All you have to do to enter is subscribe on the Apple Podcast app or iTunes and leave a rating and review telling us why you love the show. You just have to include your Instagram handle in the review so that we know where to find you if you win. And if you've already left us a review in the past, you can still enter by just simply updating your existing review with some new feedback. And you can also get a bonus entry by sharing a screenshot of you tuning in to your Instagram story and tagging me. My tag is Marie E. Wold. We'll be tallying the entries starting now and the giveaway will be open through January 23rd, which is my birthday. 
So really excited about that. And we also have Grind and Be Grateful limited edition merch available on pre-sale. This is a limited pre-sale, again, closing January 23rd. And it is our best-selling Grind and Be Grateful like mantra script crewnecks, both in a few different colors and also some really great like nice premium heavyweight t-shirts and also the best, cutest new mug design. So you can find the link to shop merch either in my Instagram bio or in the episode description. And again, don't forget to enter the giveaway. The instructions will be in the description as well. Let's get into it. Like I said, today's episode is three things nobody tells you about becoming successful. Now, for my first section of this chat to make sense, we need to take it back a few years and just talk about kind of where it all began and how I have witnessed the evolution of how people look at me now versus then. So I started my fitness Instagram in 2012, and it was top secret. I really just started it so that I could follow like fitness bloggers and interact with people and basically have like an accountability journal. I also was in like photo class in high school and I really loved taking pictures of stuff. So I liked, I wanted somewhere where I could like post my meals, post about my workouts, update my progress. But like I said, it was top secret. It was fully anonymous. My face wasn't even on there. And that was way back in the day, 2012. Valencia filter was all the rage and it was pretty easy to grow. There wasn't really such thing as like influencers, But pretty quickly, I was, I started growing and building a little bit of an audience for myself. And again, back there, back then, it was a lot easier. I could literally just post like a picture of an apple on a table and be like, afternoon snack, (laughs) and people would like it. But it was not top secret for very long. People at school eventually found it. And I remember the day that it like really got out. There were a couple friends who maybe they were the leak, but there were a couple friends who were like in the know. But one day, like everyone found out. And I remember going home from school crying that day. And following that, I kind of got bullied and mocked for my posts. Like, for example, there were these girls who would like take selfies that would like look like mine where they're like flexing in the mirror or whatever and then mock me in the caption and like make it really clear that they were mocking me. So that happened. However, I was really enjoying, I was receiving a lot of judgment, but I kept going because I was having a lot of fun creating content and I was also finding so many more like-minded people all around the world on Instagram because I was posting about what really interested me and that attracted people who liked the same things and had similar beliefs to me and had similar goals, unlike most of the people in my like real life. So I kept going for those reasons and I stuck with it and I just tried to ignore people. And I ended up hitting my first 10,000 followers and made $5,000 by like the next summer by selling $10 recipe ebooks. So that was how I started. And that's how I first started making money on Instagram. And as you can imagine, that just kind of continued egging the people on who are judging me and just making dumb comments. And, you know, it was it was not the best time. 
And eventually high school just kind of became something that I had to like push through until I could leave. But even through college, I went on to college. It definitely got way, way better. And I didn't ever really get bullied necessarily in college, but there were definitely some passing remarks and just like little jabs here and there and also plenty of people who didn't get it. You know, when you go to college, especially I went to school for a marketing and international business degree, dual degrees, and most people in my track were really just like prepping to climb the corporate ladder and work in big companies and stuff. And so a lot of them just didn't get it. And my professors didn't get it. My advisor didn't get it. My peers didn't get it. So I just had a lot of people around me who didn't get it. And when I graduated, people also had opinions about me not accepting real job offers that I was getting in lieu of going all in on my personal brand and coaching business. I had this grand vision for where I saw my life going and it just seemed so unlikely to them that people had some opinions. I did it anyway. My business has doubled year over year since then. So it's doubled every single year for the last four or five years. And I still have people that don't get it. So I mean, I've banked over a million dollars in my business at this point. And there are still people who just think, okay, when is Marie going back to her life, to like a real job? When is Marie going to like quit this online thing and get a real job? (laughs) And that's especially like older family members, people kind of in older generations. However, I do see that I do get more respect when I talk about my job because I'm obviously good at what I do. So there's a little less skepticism and a little bit more curiosity when I'm getting asked questions. And I don't experience bullying or getting mocked like I did in high school anymore, at least in real life. But I do get trolled on the internet by people who don't have anything better to do. However, that has become just easier and easier over the years to ignore. That being said, the biggest shift I've seen in how people look at me now versus when I was starting out, there's still that layer of judgment. But like I said, it's not as like overt. However, there is a new layer of jealousy that's bigger than it used to be. And I really started noticing it once my business started allowing me to live like an above average lifestyle. I bought a home at the beginning of of this year before I even turned 25 or sorry, last year, it's 2021. I bought my house at the beginning of 2020. I bought a horse in 2020. I fly first class frequently. I usually go on lots of trips, obviously frequently flying is not a thing currently, but normally go on really cool trips and just, I really enjoy my lifestyle and I treat myself. So now that my success is more visible on the outside, that's where I'm seeing more jealousy come in. When you're still making an average amount of money and like living an average lifestyle, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but just objectively, you don't stick out as much. So it's easier to fly under the radar, even if you're doing something radical with your life. But once you start making more money and living accordingly, people can get triggered. And I find that the more successful I become, the more people are noticeably triggered by me just like living my life and sharing it online. Like people projecting their money shit on me. If I talk about or celebrate a milestone, 
or mention something monetary, then I'm being greedy or I'm being shallow or I'm bragging. If I am talking about my big scary goals and what I am pursuing, then I am being unrealistic. People are projecting their limiting beliefs on me. Or if I am telling people how I feel really secure in my future and I trust that you know my job will support me for the long term, people start projecting their scarcity mindset on me and wonder, what about retirement? And what if Instagram shuts down tomorrow and all of these things? So I've noticed that just by me existing, the more successful I get, the more people are getting like noticeably triggered and projecting stuff on me. But it's super important to just remember that that judgment or jealousy or them being triggered is truly about them, not even about me. There is a small group of people from whom I actually take feedback seriously. And that's really like my immediate family. So like my parents and Andrew, my business mentor who's been with me for almost two years and my entrepreneur friends who really get it. Oh, and my therapist. (laughs) So there are a few people who I really take feedback from seriously. If someone has an opinion from outside of that group, I may still consider it, but I will do my absolute best to be objective and not take on their shit and their projections if it's not valid or based in reality. So really the the core message here is the more successful you are, the more people around you will be triggered by your success. They may start projecting their mindset shit on you. They may start projecting their money blocks, their limiting beliefs, their scarcity mindset on you. And you do not need to, nor should you take that on. The important thing to remember here when you're dealing with other people's opinions, when it comes to your goals, your ambitions, your lifestyle, is that you are not responsible for making them comfortable with your choices. And you do not owe them anything unless they are paying your bills. Okay, you are not responsible for making other people comfortable about your goals, your ambitions, your lifestyle, and you don't owe them anything unless they're paying your bills. And this is just something that I've had to learn over time. I used to admittedly really struggle with this, and that's so, so normal. So if you're like, wow, Marie, you make it sound so easy, I know it's easier said than done. But with practice, with time, you will truly start being able to be kind of objective and self-aware about like, oh, this really isn't my burden to carry. This really isn't my trigger. This is theirs. And also you realize like, yes, getting support from other people would be nice, but it's not required. I have a dream and a vision for a reason, and I am going to go and pursue it regardless of other people's approval, because at the end of the day, it is my life not theirs. And it's what I truly want. So like I said, it's not your responsibility. And of course, we would love for everyone to support us, but we don't require their support. We're going anyway. That's why it is also so important to build your own support system. I'm not saying support isn't required, but I am saying that support from specific people is not required. There are plenty of other ways to seek and receive support. And one of those ways 
that I strongly recommend everyone should do is building your own support system of like-minded people. That's why I love like masterminds and events. Obviously, not a lot of those happening right now, but I love masterminds. I love social media. I love getting into peer groups and rooms with people who are doing similar things to me, but hopefully bigger and better. I love being the dumbest person in the room. I love being around people who are playing bigger, thinking bigger, have more experience. And so that's why I love social media. I love being in masterminds. I love being exposed to that stuff because that is my support system. And also they make all of the bullshit from other people so much less important and feel so much smaller. So that is the first thing that no one really told me about becoming successful is just how different people would treat you and how all of a sudden you become like this receptacle for everyone's triggers just by living your life and being yourself and sharing your journey. And I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop sharing. I'm not going to stop working. I'm not going to stop growing. I just have gotten better at better at realizing I'm just holding up a mirror to them and their stuff is about them. It's not about me. So that's the first thing. The second thing nobody tells you about becoming successful is that it becomes harder and harder to say no, but also more and more important to say no. Really, the more successful you are, the more you have to say no, and creating and enforcing boundaries becomes absolutely crucial because the more successful you are, the more your attention starts getting pulled in a bunch of different directions when it comes to opportunities, requests, ideas, and you have to become really good at determining what is helping you and what is actually holding you back, and it's a distraction. So, I, I like to think of it this way. Saying yes to something that doesn't serve you is actually saying no to yourself and what's most important. Let's say that again. Saying yes to something that doesn't truly serve you is saying no to yourself and what's actually most important. So we have to be so careful about what we're agreeing to, what we are taking on, and what we are allowing other people to put onto our plate because at the end of the day, you only have so much energy. You only have so much time. You only have so much bandwidth in your day, week, month, year, life. And if you are letting other people dictate how you spend that bandwidth, how you divvy it up, you are not going to be able to fully reach your potential and work towards what's important to you. And of course, I'm not saying you shouldn't do nice things for people or spend time with other people or only work on your business. This is more so applying to things that are distractions, things that you are doing out of obligation and just from feeling like you should do it and things that you're doing because you are like procrastinating what's really important, which is usually the hardest thing to do. If you find yourself saying yes to something that doesn't serve you, you need to work on setting and enforcing boundaries, okay? You need to, number one, release the need to accommodate and please everyone. I think a lot of, especially for women, the issue with boundaries is it conflicts with their people-pleasing tendencies in the sense that they feel like if they say no to someone, they are letting them down, they are being rude, they are not being a good friend, when in reality, we do need to protect our energy, we need to protect our time, and by us doing that and respecting our own needs, we can be a better friend, a better significant other, a better family member, whatever it might be. 
And also, I'm sure you would expect that the people in your the people that you love in your life would take good care of themselves and not just run themselves ragged doing stuff for you, right? So we need to remember that people pleasing is the enemy of boundaries and we need to release the need to accommodate and please everyone and doing things because we feel like we should or we're obligated to do it. You don't need to own everyone else's expectations. You need to stay in your own lane, stay focused, and of course, still help people out, still support people, still do things for people, say yes to things if they truly feel aligned and you're excited about it and it's for the highest good, but you don't need to own other people's expectations or just do it out of people pleasing. Okay. So a couple quick suggestions, just because I know a lot of people are hearing this and thinking, okay, yeah, you're right. But like, how do I even do that? How do I even set the boundary? Sometimes it's as simple as if someone invites you to something, for example, and you don't want to go or you don't really have time to do it, but you feel like you should. Thank you for thinking of me, but I can't make it. I think the important thing here is that you don't need to overexplain yourself. You don't need to justify. You don't need to apologize a million times. You can simply set a boundary, but also do it graciously. Thank you for thinking of me, but I can't make it. The next thing is, let's say I see this a lot with my beginner and aspiring online coaches in Online Coach Kickstart. They are getting asked to coach for free or any level coach is being asked to coach their friends for free or get a discount or whatever. And an easy response to this is, I'm so glad that you're pursuing X. I'm so glad that you're pursuing your new fitness goals in 2021, but I don't currently do free coaching. That is simply the boundary. I do not do the thing that you're asking me to do. And also friendly reminder that no is a complete sentence. Again, you don't need to over explain yourself. You don't need to over apologize. You don't need to over justify. Again, that goes back to people pleasing and owning other people's expectations. So really stand firm in those boundaries with other people. And then last but not least, when it comes to boundaries, this also applies to protecting yourself from you. So having boundaries around your workload over prioritizing the wrong things over the things that you know burn you out or hold you back, but you keep doing them, you know, working on weekends, staying up too late, overloading your schedule. You have to protect your boundaries from your own self sometimes. So remember that boundaries are not just saying no to others, but also being able to regulate internally. Again, second second thing nobody told me about being successful was that the more successful you get, the more you actually have to say no. I totally get that in the early phases of goals, especially if it's like a career or business thing, you may need to say yes to things that aren't ideal or just to get experience and stuff like that. But the more you grow, the more you have to be so picky about what you say yes to. And it's not selfish. It is for you and for your life, but being a people pleaser only hurts everyone involved. Okay. So that's boundaries. The third thing nobody told me about being successful is that it doesn't actually get easier. (laughs) This was a hard pill for me to swallow. I was thinking in the early stages how I couldn't wait till my business felt easy. I was like, I can't wait till this gets easier. This has to get easier, right? But if you keep growing and if you keep pushing yourself to get better, you are always going to be challenged. And by the way, 
there's no such thing as really just staying the same. You're either growing or you're shrinking, especially when it comes to business. So basically, you are always going to be challenged. And I think one of the the most important things here is reframing how you see challenge and growth. And instead of it being this scary thing that we're trying to avoid or are merely trying to tolerate, I encourage you to start trying to seek discomfort and see it as a positive thing because it means you're growing and just get used to the sensation, the emotion, the pressure of being uncomfortable, of leaving your comfort zone. And over time, you will build what I like to call discomfort endurance. So over time, you can carry a higher and higher load of discomfort without it feeling like it's suffocating you or without it feeling like you have to give up and do something easier. And so again, it's not necessarily that anything gets easier or you get more comfortable. It's that you get better at carrying the weight. You get stronger, just like going to the gym and lifting weights, like the same weight over time feels easier, but it's not that the weight got lighter. It's that you got stronger. You got better at lifting it. So that's the same thing with business. That's the same thing with consistently, constantly, intentionally pushing yourself. You build an endurance and you get stronger under the weight of challenge. The next thing is that hard things are different. So it doesn't get easier, but what feels hard is different at different levels of success. So early on in a journey, whether it's running a marathon, starting a business, learning how to ride horses, anything, you're going to spend more time information gathering and learning like hands-on skills of how to do the thing. And then you will also have to deal with the beginner mindset blocks of can I actually do this? Possibly imposter syndrome, things like that. But the early stages of any big goal are more about learning the how of doing the thing. The more successful you are, the more you master this thing, the more your hard stuff is about mindset, leadership, and like high level challenges. So in business, it's going to be like high level strategy and executing these like bigger picture, more ambiguous, higher level projects and stuff. So it's going to be more about your mindset, more about your leadership in business, how you can lead a team, especially and high level challenges. And this applies outside of business too, like I said. So for example, I gave horseback riding as an example. When I first started horseback riding as a kid, it was hard for me to steer my horse. It was hard for me to get my horse to go the right speed and in the right gait. It was hard for me to make them carry themselves nicely. And I'm going to throw out like horseback riding terms, but it was hard for me to get them on the bit and coming over their back and engaging their core and using impulsion. If you're a horse girl, you know all these things. But that basically means I could get them to go where I wanted to go and I could get them to go at the pace I wanted to go, but I wasn't able to regulate the quality of their movements and things like that. Now I'm riding and that stuff is more or less second nature. Some of it where it comes to impulsion and getting them on the bit and that sort of stuff. I might still have to think about it, but I know exactly how to do it. And it's not something that takes a lot of brain power. However, I'm now working on other things, especially when it comes to jumping bigger courses. And there are more technical, refined versions of all the stuff that I was working on before, but there's always a new level to learn. So once I finally 
got really good at just cantering in a circle, I learned that there's actually five more things I'm, I should be doing better to make that circle even better and to make my horse carry himself better and to have a better position in the saddle. So there are always new layers. There are always things that you can do better. And that's true about any sport. If you've ever been an athlete, you know that like the more you get into the game, the more interest, interesting it becomes because you discover there's all of these nuances. Same thing with any goal, any sport, any process. Once you master the basics, those things aren't easier. You're just better at them and you have to think about them less. Okay. So hard things are different once you become more successful. And then I briefly touched on mindset, but your mindset is kind of like an upward spiral. So we talk about mindset a lot on the show because it really is a determining factor of how well you can meet your potential and the quality of life you live and the success that you can bring yourself. If your mindset is messed up, it's like trying to drive in a race with your emergency brake on. Like it's not going to be a good time. You are barely going to be able to get anywhere and it's definitely going to be bad news for your car. So you're going to get messed up. (laughs) So mindset is the same thing. If your emergency brake is on, if your mindset is jacked up, you're going to have a bad time. And some mindset challenges are always going to keep coming up. And I like to picture it as this upward spiral where, okay, maybe when I was first starting out, I really dealt with imposter syndrome and I processed it then and I moved past it then. But once I get to the next level, the spiral is going to come back around and I'm going to meet imposter syndrome again in a different way, or it's going to come up on a higher level. And then same thing, next level, we're going to circle back and we're going to hit it again. And there are a couple mindset challenges that I really see on pretty much every level and still personally experience. And that's imposter syndrome and self-doubt. So imposter syndrome is basically who am I to do this, be this, pursue this, charge this, say this. And self-doubt is I don't know if I'm capable of accomplishing X, Y, Z. So those are a couple of mindset challenges that are always going to keep coming up. And another reason why it doesn't necessarily ever get easier because those will always be present but you get better at identifying and processing them when they come up. I remember in the early days, I would get smacked (laughs) with a case of imposter syndrome and it would hold me down for a week, two weeks, maybe even a month. And it would severely delay my progress or how I showed up for my goals. Now, when imposter syndrome pops up, I can identify it very quickly. I can address it very quickly and move through it typically in the same day, if not within minutes or hours. If it's really something sticky, then at least I can identify it and ask for support around it so that I can process it on a deeper level. But it never goes away. It always comes back on another level. It doesn't get easier, but you get better at identifying and processing them. You get stronger, you get better at asking for help, and you also get different tools. So just to recap, the three main things that I found nobody tells you about becoming successful until you're there and have to face it is number one, the more successful you get, the more you will kind of face judgment and jealousy, but it looks different from the early phases. People will look at you differently. The next is the more successful you get, the more you have to say no, the more you have to create and establish boundaries with other people and yourself. And then last but not least, it never gets easier but you get better. You can look at these lessons as negatives and reasons not to pursue your potential, I suppose, but 
I would suggest looking at them as empowering and as growth opportunities. So whether it's pursuing entrepreneurship or something else outside of your comfort zone, the finish line is going to be amazing for sure. But the process is really where the value is at and these challenges are why. Your goals are going to test you. They will poke at your triggers. They will break you down at times, but you've got to keep showing up and you become a new, stronger, wiser, more capable human by pursuing challenges full force. And I completely believe that you can handle it. You are doing amazing and I'm rooting for you. I hope this episode breathed some new motivation and clarity into your life and encouraged you to keep pushing. Before I sign off, I just wanted to quickly remind you about the giveaway we're doing to celebrate the podcast relaunching. I've loved the excitement I've been seeing about the show coming back. Thank you so much for your support. And as a way to say thank you, I am giving away a pair of Apple AirPods to one grand prize winner and also five Grind to Be Grateful limited edition crewnecks that you can also order through the link in the description. But we're doing AirPods to one person, crewnecks to that person, plus four others. And all you have to do to enter the giveaway is subscribe to the show on the Apple Podcasts app or iTunes, leave a rating and review on the Apple Podcasts app telling us why you love the show. You just have to include your Instagram handle in the review so that we know where to find you if you win. And if you've already left us a review in the past, you can absolutely still enter by updating your existing review. Plus, you can also get a bonus entry by sharing a screenshot of you tuning in on your Instagram story and tagging me. Marie E. Wold is my handle on Instagram. We will be tallying the entries starting now, and the giveaway will be open through January 23rd, my birthday. Then we will just take a couple days before we announce the winners because the podcast app It takes a hot second for reviews to become publicly visible. So don't panic if you don't see it right away. The giveaway will close on January 23rd. That's my birthday. So even if you don't care about prizes, leaving the show a review is an amazing birthday present for me and I will love you forever. That is all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in, my friend. New episodes come out every Wednesday from here on out. So be sure to subscribe. And until next time, grind and be grateful, my friend. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending some time with me today. I hope you loved this episode. And if you did, please take a moment to share it with someone or pop the screenshot up on your Instagram story and tag me. I especially love when you guys share a little on why you enjoyed the episode so that I can keep making more content that you want to hear. Last but not least, don't forget to hit subscribe and I will see you again next week. Until then, grind and be grateful, my friend.